Good morning, it's 10 to 9. This is Money Talk uh, with James Ross. The Transport Department tells us of uh, light rail service disruptions at the moment due to a foreign object affecting the overhead line near Onting. Diversions are operating. Well, let's turn to the Asian film and entertainment uh, uh, industry and the state of it. And joining us in the studio is Patrick Freighter, who is Asia editor for Variety. Uh, Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, James. There's a lot going on at this time of year. It seems like there is, and uh, I guess it's uh, good that you're here to wrap it up for us. And I guess the um, the box office numbers have just come out for the film industry for 2023. What, what is that telling us? Yes, um, this is the time that uh, many of us in the industry obsess over what's just happened because we've got full year data and start looking at the trends for next year. Um, in general, I would say that the Asian cinema industry recovered quite substantially compared with the previous year, 2022, which was very hit by COVID, but it's still a long way back compared with 2019, the pre-COVID era. What sort of numbers would, would we, we have been seeing in uh, in 2019? Well, China is, is the market that had the most dramatic recovery. Uh, there, the industry was up uh, by more than 80% mm. compared with 2022 but it's 15% behind 2019. And that's significant because there's been a lot of cinema building, so there's been a lot of resources going in to make that number, and it's still not matching up to where it was. And the other point is that it's becoming very clustered around uh, holiday seasons and around the big blockbusters. It's not an even or diverse spread in China, so there's still reason for some concern there. Does that reflect, you know, cinema going in the West, that people tend to go, you know, a holiday time? Or is it much more consistent, um, you know, weekends, weekends after weekends, so to speak? Well, a National Day holiday, uh, Chinese New Year and, and Christmas are particularly strong in China, making a very lumpy business. Mm. Mm. Well, I, you know, what are the big films, would you have said, that have been successful in the last 12 months? You know, what, what are they? Um, just give us a, an idea of those. Well, the Chinese New Year season last year, so nearly uh, 11 months ago, uh, was particularly strong. It, there was a certain amount of revenge spending, we believe, mm. um, but also a very s- a selection of strong films that had been, some of which had been delayed for quite some while, getting into cinemas. So there was quite a pent-up demand for things like Full River Red um, and The Wandering Earth 2. How about Western films uh, in China now? Do any of them make any headway? It's always been restricted for many years, but, uh, you know, are are there still some breakthroughs for for big names, big celebrities? Very few. Um, In fact, the market share for all foreign films last year in China was down to about 15 or 16 percent, which is a long way from where they were a few years ago. Um, Chinese films have become very much stronger, very much better. Um, Western films are having to struggle. I guess that's it. The production values are good. The storytelling is good and there are enough stories. Getting better. All of it getting better. So does China have its own um, version of Hollywood, would you say? Uh, I would certainly say it does, yes. um, I I was at a film festival the other other day in Macau and Chinese celebrities can bring out the crowds absolutely. And I guess you've just come back from this uh, festival. Uh, are these kind of events expanding across uh, China and uh, and so on? Well, film festivals like film itself are a, a little bit political in China. You have to be careful what you program and how you program it and get censorship clearance. But um, clearly there, there's a star system that, that, that is very strong and uh, celebrities who don't need to go to the West. We used to ask people, are you interested in going to Hollywood? The answer almost inevitably now is no, because we have plenty of market at home.
Mm-hmm. Now, turning to another, another market which has been huge in the content industry and huge around the world over the last few years, and that's Korea. Um, that does seem to have done a better job, perhaps, at uh, exporting uh, content uh, to the rest of the world. Chinese content doesn't seem to have made it in quite the same way yet as Korean content. Is that going to continue? I think on the on the TV side, the pop music side, yes, it's continuing very strongly. Uh, the film industry is actually having a bit of a, a moment uh, of wo- a wobble. Uh, box office didn't recover uh, last year. Some people are talking about a, a creative block. Other people are saying that simply there's so much competition now for audience from streaming, but also for production resources. So uh, people are making fewer films and more TV shows. And that that will continue in Korea. I mean, I guess there have been that big, many big movies coming out of Korea. Uh, Parasite, which we'll come back to in a few moments, you know, was obviously a big one uh, a couple of years back. Well, th- there was a big blockbuster, uh, uh, rumble tumble detective comedy in in, in midsummer, uh, which was a huge hit in, in Korea. And but the rest of the year was was almost completely a write off for local films until uh, December, when there was a, a, a historical action drama, political thriller uh, called Twelve Twelve the Day, which basically saved the day for the Korean industry. What about our film industry here in Hong Kong? Do we still have anything? Ah, now that's another question. Um, box office recovered by 25% last year. It's 12, 25% short of pre-COVID levels. But there's a weird dichotomy there. There was a, a record breaker. The all-time record breaker was a film called A Guilty Conscience. And yet the, the industry verdict on, on last year was, quote-unquote, deeply unsatisfactory. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> we've got to try harder. Uh, it is um, post-Christmas always this kind of awards uh, season in uh, the film industry, certainly in the Western uh, film industry. We've just had the Golden Globes. You know, w- w- What's the impact of something like the Golden Globes now? I mean, those have been through some controversy in the last, uh, in the last few years, haven't they? Uh, the Golden Globes had plenty of controversy, uh, particularly over its voting membership and their, their diversity, their own diversity, uh, and what they vote for. Um, it's under new ownership now, um, and it's, so it's a for-profit event. Um, and came back with the new presenter. Many of his jokes apparently fell completely flat, but the TV audience was was higher than ever. So bring back uh, Ricky Gervais, you mean? <laughs> well, he got a prize actually. <laughs> oh, did he? He got a prize for comedy, which everyone thought was a, a stitch up. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the Oscars coming up soon as well. Well, this is now the, the, with the Golden Globes, the the award season is well and truly underway, and everyone's looking forward to the Oscars. Um, um, the, the message from uh, the Golden Globes to the Oscars is that um, Barbie may not be quite the, the success that uh, people thought a few months ago, and Oppenheimer is looking like the shoe-in. Yeah, I liked Oppenheimer. I wasn't as keen on Barbie as those saw them both. Um, let's just turn back to Parasite. We did mention it just now, and uh, you know the celebrity uh, issues that are around at the moment. Uh, Lee Sun Kyung, the South Korean actor who drew global attention with his performance in that movie, um, took his own life at the end of the uh, 2023. There does seem to be a lot of pressure on these big celebrities, and particularly some of those coming out of Korea. Uh, there's a there's a huge culture of of online bullying in in Korea, um, and and a hothouse environment for the young stars training. I mean, that, that that also may may have a lot of bullying and certainly has a lot of pressure. Um, so it, this has become a, a problem for many celebrities. And Bong Joon Ho, who is probably Korea's most famous director at the moment and is the director of Parasite, is holding a press conference today to call for action 
to, I, I don't know, we'll see uh, what he says, but um, I think to lower the pressure on celebrity. I, I think it, he, he's, he's going to argue that it's cruel and that government needs to step in and change the internet culture. But whether you can do that at the stroke of a pen, I can't tell you. And just very interesting, we'll follow that, see what he has to say. Um, the other thing I know that you're following today is the Asian Film Awards nominations coming out, uh, I think, this afternoon. What are you expecting from that? Well, that's to be to be confirmed what, what comes out. Um, the Asian Film Awards I, I, I like I, I, as an institution, um, and the awards are usually pretty predictable. So I'm going to put my money on Evil Does Not Exist, uh, the Japanese film by Hamaguchi Ryusuke. It doesn't indeed. Um, Patrick, thank you very much. Sir. We'll watch that again with interest. Patrick Freighter is the Asia editor for Variety.